You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. to another episode of Watchpoint Radio, Mashable's Buttons podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. I am Jared, also known as Ja, and I'm here with Bobby Schistler, also known as Blazing Bob. Hey, 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 what's going on? And also here with Anthony Fox, also known as The Runs. He's still here. He didn't quit after his first episode. Congratulations, Anthony. (laughs) Nope, I ain't going anywhere. Actually, now he looks like a little veteran. He has like a white bandana on his head. You know, looks like he's in an 80s gang named the Snakes. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, that's I was where. Thinking more Sons of Anarchy. Oh, that's too modern. White bandana? That's 80s for sure. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> I need white jeans. Yeah. Like an open collar, like shirt down here. You got to make it official. So uh, this is episode number 62. We are recording on June 27th for release on June 28th. And there is a lot to talk about. I really didn't think it was going to be that much, but here I am wrong again. Uh, So yeah, lots to talk about. Obviously um, there is um, new information on the PTR, but not new information, but you know, the new uh, settings on the PTR uh, for us to try out. Uh, we are going to talk a bit about ca- character balances, unintended consequences, the state of Arissa, uh, a third-party competitive system, and uh, you know the leak—not well, the leak, but the information about the possible Doomfist Summer Games collaboration, uh, along with some data mining information that we received as well. And then, of course, we have our weekly updates. We're going to talk about, you know, uh, more opportunities for BlizzCon tickets, uh, how Blizzard is trying to break aimbots, Overwatch World Cup uh, um, rosters, and a couple of other things. Like I said, there's a lot to talk about today. Before we get started, though, I'd like to welcome anybody who's listening for the very first time. Thank you very much for taking the time to check us out. You know, there's lots of podcasts out there, and you're spending time with us, so thank you very much. Uh, we do talk about Overwatch news and some esports. However, the focus of the show is on the community and the state of the game. So even when we talk about news or competitive or esports, we pretty much are going to focus, uh, revolve the conversation around the Overwatch community. Uh, and if you like the show and you want to keep up with us, just check out uh, check us out on uh, Watchpoint Radio on Twitter. So that's just uh, twitter.com slash watchpointradio. Uh, let's get into some community feedback. We do have a new iTunes review from Banana Tusk, which is actually a Slambo from the Calvary Podcast. Correct, Bob? That is correct. He is he has been listening to us and been talking to me about it every week, and he's really liking it. He's having a good time. All right, great. So I'll I'll read the review here. As an avid Overwatch podcast listener and podcaster myself, I can say with the utmost certainty that this is one of the best Overwatch shows you can pick from. 
The hosts blend humor, information, and speculation flawlessly. I enjoy the chemistry between John, Blaze, and Bob. The new host is working out well, too. Please listen if you love Overwatch podcasts. Thank you very much, Shalambo. And it actually means a lot. You know, all the reviews mean a lot to us, but it means a lot, a lot coming from another, um, you know, Overwatch podcaster specifically. Uh, you know, the Calvary, if, if, uh, actually, I think a, a, quite a few of our listeners listen to the Calvary as well. Because when I hopped over to their um, Discord, I see some of the same people who are in our Discord in there. So it's, it's if you haven't checked out the Calvary, I would actually suggest really checking it out for another point of view on what's going on. And Overwatch, do they re- do they usually release on Thursdays? Because they record on Wednesdays, right? Or do they uh, record Tuesdays? They record normally on twos on Tuesday nights. Um, they're actually taking the week off this uh, this week. Uh, Tank Tank Sword has a lot going on at work, and Slambo's out of out of town training, so they're taking the week off. But they normally record Tuesday nights, and it's out Wednesday morning, just like us. Okay, so that's cool. I. I think actually, I think the week that I caught it, oh, not the week that I caught it, but uh, one of the weeks I caught it, uh, it w- they had uh, delayed it by a few days. Yeah, so they've I, done I, that a few times as of late. Yeah, so I thought the day was actually Thursday, but yeah, I would definitely check out uh, the Calvary as well if you enjoy listening to Overwatch podcasts. And uh, Bob, will you have a bit of an announcement? Yes, I. And I was already going to BlizzCon, but thanks to Watch Watchpoint Radio, I am going to be in involved in World of Podcasts at the con beef before the show. Uh, it's a it's a kind of small con, like right before BlizzCon on the second of of November. Uh, it's the first time that I'm going to be going to that too. So I'm going to be on the Overwatch panel with Slambo, who we just talked about, and Totem t- Totemly Drunk from the Heroes Never Die podcast, who both of them I am good buddies with and play with quite a bit. Totem and I actually have a little bit of a rivalry, and he's going down every time I see him in Overwatch. <laughs> but it's going to be a good Bob, time. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a yeah. good time. And there's other people on with us. I'm not positive, but it looks like Andreas from the um, from the Omnic Labs, in at least in the Discord in the channel for the panels. So. I'm not sure. It's going to be cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I was very excited uh, when Ro reached out and we, he wanted us to uh, pretty much send a representative from the show to be on the Overwatch panel. And yeah. I'm glad it's Bob and not Anthony because, you know, Anthony, with this look of his, he, he just can't. It's my uh, BlizzCon <laughs> look. Just get ready yeah. for it. Hey, man, nobody <laughs> is going to mess with him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. No, but I think uh, I think I think Bob is going to do great, and I'm really glad you're you're going to be able to represent us uh, at the panel. That's going to be awesome. So I I think um I mean I don't think it's official. I do I do know that they're doing some other um panels, not panels, but like outside of the the con before the storm. They're, I think they're doing some additional podcasts. Yes. With additional uh with additional show hosts and stuff like that from a bunch of different blizzard properties like i think 
like I, 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 had, I haven't had any official communication about it yet, but um, I think that they're they may be getting wild talking, possibly. I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll have to see. Um, Nick says he ha- he's uh, he's hoping to hear from Roe about it, but I, I don't know the, the details on 100. percent But you know, we'll see what happens. We'll definitely keep you guys up to date with what's happening with the con before the storm because. There's going to be the panels there, but there's also going to be stuff outside of the the actual show too. To my yeah. to my understanding, yeah, so. they're doing. I think they're doing a cast all through Saturday and just doing it in chunks. But just pure, like I don't know if I read that right or not. I don't know if that's like tentative plans. Like I'll let you know when I know something for sure. Yeah, that that'll work. Yeah, the closer we get to the show, I imagine the more details we'll have. So that's cool. Um, so let's. Uh, what, what have you guys been doing this week? And Overwatch? Uh, anything? We'll start with Anthony. Anything uh, special? Uh, no, <laughs> I haven't really played too much this week yet. Um, I'll yeah. probably, I'll probably do a couple games after this, and maybe a couple games this week. But I'll just save it for the weekend. Really, mm. I didn't play yesterday at all, and then. The other day, I only played a few games. Nice. What about you, Bob? I've been playing quite a bit, like I normally do. I've uh, been playing mostly comp. I haven't been playing as much 3v3 as I had prior. Um, they took out 6v6 el- elimination, thank God. So, uh, And... Um, I did one v one totally drunk last night and lost. Oh, Bob, he's oh, my Bob. nemesis. I think I'm the bad guy in the story because I always lose. <laughs> so I don't know, but yeah, I've just been messing around. Um, I'm back up to like 2700s, 2800s SR, which was good from last week. I dropped way low, so things are going good. Yeah, I think, I mean, for me, I, we had a good Sunday for sure. Um, Monday, I don't know. Maybe the last two Mondays we've played have not been good Mondays. I think we need to stop playing Mondays because it's it gets pretty bad. Like I was, I was twenty nine fourteen, and by the time Monday ended, I was twenty eight, uh, sixty four. I think and now. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say. I think the six stacks seem to be a problem. Like we tried a six stack, and without someone that's completely shot calling the whole time and calling, f- calling focus targets. It just seems to fall short to the other six six stacks that we come up against. Yeah, um, even though we did have some close games, but end up losing. And that last match we had, we had a match on Route sixty six. Where I thought for sure we were going to lose that because they kicked the shit out of us right into the last point, and we held them off like what three meters from winning. We held them we, for like we, we four and a half off. minutes or something like that. Yeah, we held them off, and I'm just kind of like, God damn, like, how are we going to get this thing through? And I think each time we got the cart through, it was in overtime. Oh, yeah. 
you know, and we we did win, and I'm pretty sure they were just on the other end, like, how the fuck did this happen, guys? <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, that's <laughs> because like I'm one of on those. this, and I'm like, how the fuck did this happen? It is frustrating <laughs> when you're when you're holding this team, and it's like overtime, 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 and you're just crushing them, and they just somehow get it through. You're just like, damn it, they did it again. Well, yeah, that's what I try to tell everybody. Would we just have a monster round at? At the, you know, in the first round, like we get the payload, we knock it out. We've got like four minutes left. I always tell my team, don't get too confident, dude, because like it could easily go. They could take it all the way really quick, especially if we're overconfident. Yeah, keep pushing. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, yeah, it's. It's really, it's really tough. And I'll be honest, I. I mean, I kind of still have a problem with the way um, teams play things like Route 66 and um, Watchpoint Gibraltar specifically because I feel like too much ground is given up. One of the reasons we were able to push the cart so far on Route 66 when we first started is because they literally just sat on the gas station with their Reinhardt shield up. I had my Reinhardt shield up, and I'm just looking at the guy, and as, I, as I'm passing him by, and I'm like, my shield's not breaking. Shield's <laughs> not breaking. <laughs> you know, and we were just, like, kind of passing around the gas station until they finally dropped down, and it's kind of, like, too late, you know, because then, you know, they're they're kind of in panic. They're kind of scattered, and it just didn't work. It just not working out. And I see the same exact thing happen on Watchpoint Gibraltar. So much ground is given up coming around that first turn like you're really especially David Reinhardt Gibraltar watch watch point Gibraltar I will agree with you but route 66 I don't think there's any way to set up besides roof gas uh, gas station like if you set up in the choke you're asking you're asking for it uh yeah it's it's definitely more difficult because they could just pelt you from far away and bring down your shields and stuff like that. So it is very difficult. And, you know, it's kind of one of those things like, ah, I don't like it, but I really don't have a better answer for it, you know, because you do give up a lot of ground. But on Watchpoint Gibraltar, for sure, it's so many. Like, I think the last time I played Watchpoint Gibraltar, the last two times, I'm saying, when they get over here, we need to drop down, <laughs> you know, to, so that we can stop them from, from moving forward. Well, because if they if they have a, what I see all the time is a Reinhardt on the cart with the shield up and we're just basically shooting at the shield and they're going they're going underneath at that point. I mean, I'll play Lucio and I'll just solo push it all the way underneath lots of times because everybody's fighting up top and I'm just going down. But the best strategy that I've seen is the same one that you use for first first point Dorado is you rotate rather than dropping down, you rotate back so that you're not dropping down and and putting everybody's uh, backs to the other team because dropping down can oftentimes be catastrophic as well. But if you rotate quickly, you can you can get back in that choke. The only problem is if you go too far underneath that bridge on Gibraltar, then all of a sudden you can get hit from that top ledge. You can't really protect well. So, I mean, there's different positioning chokes that you should definitely watch for. And I think that's why you give up ground. 
Yeah, maybe. That's, that's, that's the thing. I mean, I think with Watch Punch Gibraltar, it's really about knowing when you got to drop down. I mean, eventually you're going to have to. I mean, do you want to stop the car from moving? Or, you know, do you just, you know, want to have a secure place to stay alive while they push the cart? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so it's it's a tough call. Um, I have no sage advice. I'm just, just saying I don't like it. I'd really like to find a better way. So, but um, let's go ahead and get into the PTR report. PTR report. All right. So there are some uh, changes on the PTR. Uh, no character balance, I believe. Uh, I'm looking right now. No, no character balance going on. Uh, but a couple of uh, other items. One, there's an update to loot boxes. The loot box. The um, loot boxes will now have less duplicates, which is awesome. Uh, somewhat, which is awesome. Somewhat, like when I was really excited for this at first, right? And then I kind of realized something. There's a lot of like shit items in Overwatch. You know, there's a lot of sprays. There's a lot of um, uh, icons. There's a lot of voice lines, mm-hmm. stuff like that. There's a shit ton of icons. I agree with your first two. You don't I, agree with the voice lines? I like the voice lines. Everybody always underestimates the engineer. I just, okay. I just love to. I just love to repeat them. Okay, well, that's special for Bob. There are some special. stupid ones that don't need to be there, and like, how many people really use them? Right. Yeah. So the thing is, like, now instead of getting duplicates that you would get coins for, um, you would or or credits for, now you're just gonna get all these shit items until you don't have any more. Which I mean, it's the kind of the same thing. Which you know, the longer you play the game, the more you know, the less the more duplicates you're gonna get. Which I guess is fine, because it's not like they're adding new items to overwatch all the time which is a problem in itself and that i'm not going to get into uh you know new permanent items but now you're not going to get because they give you five loot boxes on the ptr i opened up all five not a single duplicate so i don't know how low the duplicate rate is but it is pretty low and i think during events this is going to be great because like for example the last event I got I, the, the skin I wanted was the fit was the fifties diva or whatever the name of the skin was. I got it once. I was like, oh, cool, I got it. Then I got it again. Then I got it again. Then I got it again. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hmm, <laughs> yeah. I wish I kind of had another skin. You know, that would be nice. Um, but yeah, the uh, I, the duplicate thing is great. I would rather have it than not. But uh, I know for you, Bob, like you get a lot of credits for your, you know, when you open your loot box because you have a lot of duplicates. I mean, at this point, when I open up regular loot boxes and I'm nowhere near your level, I'm getting like four duplicates all the time. So I'm get, I've am i been getting more co- credits recently. I've noticed but, I've been getting a lot of duplicates in the past week and a half. Just, yeah. not, I mean, not even that far back. Just very yeah. recently. So I, I've been, and so I know for you, you get a lot of credits based on that, but now you might start to get more of the shit. That we don't, that people don't want, or, you know, the the, the 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 loot box stuffers, I call them, you know, that's basically what they are. Like they're just like you know, they like those party favors that people give out, that people throw away when they get home. You know, <laughs> it's the paper in the bag that makes it seem like the bag is full. <laughs> 
you know it'd still be nice to get something new like i pretty much every chest i open now i'm like oh whoa like when i actually get something i'm like no i got something new so yeah yeah so that is one thing that they're testing out and i'm liking it more so it has more positives than negatives so the big thing coming out of the PTR are the new highlight options. Have either of you checked this out on uh-uh. the PTR? Not no. yet. I, I have not. I have been on the PTR, but not for this. Like I haven't had a chance to make any highlights. I do. Uh, there has been some talk in the forums about it, but basically this is what's going on. You will continue to generate highlights like you normally do. The game will continue to automatically... I'm just going to read from the patch notes here. The game will continue to automatically generate highlights for you based on your recent gameplay. These auto-generated highlights, now categorized as today's top five, will be surfaced on a daily basis and persist for a full 24 hours or until the game client is patched, whichever happens first. Uh, So, I mean... Since you don't necessarily know when the client is patched, because they sometimes they do deliver small patches. So you might just want to you know, before you close the game, just go ahead and pump out your update if you're going to save it. But uh, it says players can now generate their own highlights. The ability to capture 12 seconds of your own gameplay has been added to the game. This can be bound to a single button of your choice or a button per highlight slot in the options menu under request highlight. These uh, player generated highlights will be saved on a new section called recently captured and will persist until the game client is patched. Players can have up to 36 recently captured highlights stored at one time. So how do you actually capture it? Is it so can you it's, record it while you're in the game or is it the as it through the highlight? No, basically you, while you're playing the game you can press a button and it will capture the last 12 seconds. Okay, yeah. okay. All right, good. Kind of kind of similar to the stuff the Xbox does when you say record that but just not as much time. Yeah, so when exactly. I when I team kill with Symmetra while I'm writing an essay and I'm uh, looking for a new movie to watch uh, later on tonight, um, I can just go back and watch the team kill. Absolutely. Nice. Well, nice. And what you want to do is you want to create a macro that does your spray and records the last 12 seconds because everybody loves to spray after a good play yes yes i can actually get one my fingers uh free i just have to left click with the other one yeah (laughs) well don't you only play with with one with one finger um yes but sometimes i switch because when your fingers get tired because you know (laughs) i only go to symmetra when i need a break because I just got to sit one finger down the whole time. Don't make excuses now. <laughs> Don't make excuses now. What after my skills spiel last night and uh, reap what and, you sow? Denied it. <laughs> she needs skill. You have to at least run up to somebody. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, also. <laughs> <laughs> with the above play, and they're talking about the recently captured. With the above, players can now record any of their top five or recently captured highlights, exporting them as video file as a video file to their gaming platform designated media library on console or directory on PC. On PC, players will have the option to select the quality at which these highlights are exported, supporting up to 4K at 60 FPS or Windows 8 for oh for Windows 8 or higher operating system that that. Um, higher operating system and up to 1080p on Windows 7. Um, 
So you actually, uh, somebody tested it and they played the game at low quality. But when they went to export the actual highlights, they turned the graphics quality up to 60 frames and 4K and they were able to export it 4K. Yep, that was my buddy's my my friend Spider. He uh he he um toyed with that the first day that it was out. So that that tells me something, right? That tells me that when you record your um your highlight or when you record like when you record the highlight um and then play it back, I don't think you're just watching a video. I think it's actually rendering and like it's actually rendering what happened in the game. Like basically it's playing back what happened with the marionettes in the game. Yeah, it's because, actually playing the code. Yes. So my question is and this may seem a little ungrateful um why aren't replays available now? You know? Like Complete why aren't replays? Re- complete replays Mm -hmm. why why is that still not a thing that's a good point Uh, older game i don't i understand that this is a new engine but if that's how your play of the game system works and i could be wrong somebody could if if i'm wrong please let me know and i'll shut the fuck up about it but that person to tell me i'm wrong is not here right now so i'm gonna talk about it (laughs) but but the um if that is if that is how the play of the game system works which it seems to be I don't understand how we don't have a replay system that just records your matches in full. I mean, replay isn't a new concept. We've had demos. I mean, I can't remember if UT Classic had it, but 2K3 and 2K4 definitely had it. Counter-Strike has had it, you know, for the longest time. Um, StarCraft. So I don't understand why replay is not in there if they already kind of have a system for it. I mean, it's not a high, I guess it's not a, a truly a top priority because the only people who truly use replay would be uh, people who are pretty serious. Like, you know, like when I used to play Starcraft after a loss, I would totally uh, go back and watch my replay. Also, another reason they may not have it is that the benefit of having a replay system is not necessarily watching you, but watching other people. So the replay system would pro- would actually need to it would need to record every single character and what they're doing and then have that ready for you in a file so that you can actually swap it's almost like spectating your your old game so you can swap between characters if a tracer was beating the shit out of you you can watch that tracer and see what they were doing that's the benefit and the beauty of a replay system so Hopefully that comes up next to me. That's very important because that would help a lot of people get better mm-hmm. at the game. Um, yeah, perhaps. That's, that's, oh, sorry, go ahead. that's what I want. I mean, that's like we talked about it before, but that's how I learned how to play Warcraft uh, Warcraft 3 at a high level is because I could watch what the other guy did. Right. Yeah, I, the one problem I may foresee is on consoles. Because PCs, we have terabytes upon terabytes of space, right? We can just add additional space with no problem at all. Consoles, you can add more space now, but still, it's still not as easy. It's a little cl- it's clunky on console to add space, um, and kind of and, and sort of expensive. So you know, 
adding those demos, like if you if you record a bunch of demos or replays, those those aren't small files because of how much information they contain. So that may be a bit of an issue, but I don't think it's 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 a it's a stop, you know, issue. So Well, I mean, I don't know how much it actually is. Like when I record like three and a half hours of gameplay, that's like seventy five gig. But you're also compressing that Maybe like that's when you're compressing that with with a codec. So I imagine you're using H.264. I'm just so. using whatever the NVIDIA control panel uses. Yeah, I think that 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 uses H.264 for compression. So that's why it's 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 different. It's not the same as video. Like you know, it's it has a bit more information, in it, but I don't think it's as large as a video file. But it still takes up space. Uh, additional changes, um, clarify the text on flag carrier options on the capture the flag settings for custom games, remove the projectile speed and projectile gravity options for heroes who do not have projectile weapons. Um, oh yeah, this was big user interface, added custom, uh, added ability to create customized reticule reticles, uh, reticle options can now be found under controls tab in the options menu, click the advanced expander. Uh, expander under the reticle heading. I did play with that. That's why I hopped onto the PTR to play with that specifically. How'd you like it? I like it. I just wish it was easier to reset the reticle when you fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing I, I wish. And maybe I just missed it. Maybe, maybe that's that maybe the case. I missed how to reset the shit when I, when I fuck it up. But the one thing I do. There is a simplicity to the reticles now. Like when I take Diva's uh, reticle now, only thing I do, I keep the circle, I turn Bloom off. And that gives me a pretty good idea of what I'm hitting, um, even with her spread. When I did that, my uh, kills with Diva went through the roof when I did that. Uh, now it's a little bit different because now you have more options in terms of the actual sizing of the reticle. Um, with Diva, so I'm mean, probably gonna spend a lot of time taking a look at it. To be honest with you, there's probably somebody else who's gonna figure it out first, and then you know drop some tips or some shit like that on um you know their their YouTube channel on what radical size you should probably make for for Diva. Even though I found like I found a, I find a lot of people keep her her circle big still, and I don't like that. I keep it small, and it's definitely helped me out way more. I know when I made Tracer's reticle not bloom and keep it small, like that also helped me get more kills with Tracer. She can hit longer than people, like from a, from a farther distance than people think. So, but for the most part, I think it's it's nice. I think I I think it's really nice. You're gonna see a lot of there's gonna be a lot of conversation around. Um, there's gonna be a lot of conversation around that. I think I like the short crosshairs, but. I will be expanding them out, if that makes sense. Like, there will be a larger hole in the middle of the short the crosshairs where yeah. I line up people's heads. I can agree with that. Yeah, I can I can do that. I saw somebody, they perfectly, they changed Genji's crosshair to perfectly represent when he does his secondary throw where the three stars go sideways. That's cool. He, they, he it perfectly represents where they are hitting or their trajectory. I'm like, that's pretty nice. Nice. I don't yeah. play Genji though, you know. I'm not a sellout, so <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But yeah, it's actually uh... that's pretty cool. 
Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of, of talk about that, and I think that's pretty cool. I'm, I'm really, I think these changes coming from the PTR are going to be uh, pretty tight. So I would definitely, um, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Uh, but let's move on uh, from the PTR. Let's talk about the unintended consequences of character balance. Uh, there was a post on the forums where somebody was talking about how Tracer hasn't been touched in two years, yet there's this this uh, uh, perception that she's overpowered now. And Jeff Kaplan actually got involved in the conversation, and we uh, we wanted to talk about it because it really it brings up a good point, you know, that characters just because a character hasn't been touched directly doesn't mean that they that their effectiveness in the game hasn't changed. And Jeff Kaplan's response to this guy was basically that, you know, when you change uh, the abilities or, you know, things like that of, of certain characters, uh, it has unintended, unintended consequences to actually help other heroes in, in the game. Basically, I'll read what he says here. Uh, the perception of balance is often more powerful than balance itself. All heroes are affected by the changes to other heroes. Even if nothing changed, players would adapt new strategies and tactics that will cause the balance of the game to shift. If you look back a few months, a lot of people were demanding Reinhardt uh, nerfs because he was a must-pick hero in the meta. At that time, Winston was literally the least played hero in the game. Fast forward today, and we're seeing Winston as the dominant tank choice in the tournament scene, along with D.Va, and Reinhardt's playtime has dropped significantly. Short of the adjustment to Earthshatter, not intended as a huge balance nerf, but rather more of a that-doesn't-seem-right fix, we did not touch Reinhardt's balance, but changes to other heroes and changes to the accepted strategy of how the game should be played at the meta level has changed, which tanks are perceived to be right or wrong to play quick uh i want to bring up something real quick he brought up reinhardt's earth shatter and how they fixed it i had a situation where i really wish they didn't fix it where we were playing um we were playing eichenwald i hit earth shatter but as soon as i hit earth shatter genji does a double jump up and hits his alt button and because of the new change he didn't fall to the ground <laughs> i'm like god damn it when is it my time when is it when are these gonna when is, uh you know fucking updates gonna work out for me huh <laughs> well i was i was pretty pissed but then i just had to live with it uh, i'm not gonna bring it up but remind me when it's gonna be your time and when you have your opportunity in our next uh, next topic. Oh, okay. And we'll talk about missed opportunities. Okay. I'm not exactly, I can't remember what the next topic is, but I'm sure we're going to get to it. <laughs> in a so let me touch on this real quick with Diva. Remember when Diva was nerfed and everybody was like, oh, this is the worst. The people that played Diva were like, I can't play her anymore. Every time I walk into a fight, I'm popping out of the mech. And yeah. she sucked, right? She did. I played right. her. And as time goes on, now everybody uses her, right? Because the character's balanced. She was nerfed, but somehow the other characters getting balanced balance her out, and she's like a force to reckon with now. Yeah. Well, yeah, and exactly. the perception, too, is the thing. Like, she actually was just as good, I mean, for a, for a while. The pros had been playing her for 
for like at least a, a month prior to her jumping back into the like the meta. But the thing is, everybody was playing her the old way. Mm-hmm. They were they were trying to use her as a as a a bully and going in front of the team rather than staying back and peeling for your DPS, peeling for your your healers. Like that's more what she's doing now. Exactly. Right. That was the thing. Like the the complaints that the people have heard before were because they could no longer be a bully and, and an unkillable bully. Right. Just use With, her brute force. Slam in, just stand there and I don't have to reload. I can just stand there and shoot you. And then and then jump out before you get out of your me- me- mech. Yeah. Right. That's what they would do. I think But there were some problem- character balances which made you have to change things. I think part of the thing there's two there's two parts of that. One is the fact that you're right. The the changes that other characters have experienced have helped her recently. And two, acceptance. Mm-hmm. They accepted defeat at this point. You yeah, did. they did. They did. Like, they have accepted defeat. So well, and to put another character in, Sombra. Everybody hated on Sombra, me in included. But once you see how to play with her and to use her as your second support, all of a sudden you're like, "Holy crap!" On two CP maps, she's a god. She's a beast. We've been saying that. Well, at least I've been saying that for a really long time. Is that people need to stop playing Sombra as like an attack, and the or should, I didn't say that people should not stop should play Sombra as attack, but they need to learn that she's not going to run into a fight and blow somebody away face to face. You know, she's that's just not what she's going to do. You know, she kind of has to be more stealthy. She has to run around and uh, remove assets from sets from the enemy team by taking their health packs. I would and say the, the health fact packs that, are huge. Yeah, I would say the fact that they made her teleporter, uh, translocator, uh, cooldown lower has been a huge help for her because she can escape a fight uh, much better now. That so, and the small thing of them making it so hacked health health packs can be seen through walls. Yes. So you know where they're hacked. But the biggest thing that will really bring her into the meta is when people realize... They have to keep using those because right now it's working really good because it's it's dive meta and you've got Genjis and Tracers who are already using health, you know, the health, the health packs. But that's a big way that she gets her ultimate is you healing from her hacked health packs. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's that's the thing. The, the, the moral of the story is that, uh, you know, just because a cat, like you know, when a characters are nerfed or buffed, you kind of have to take a look at the other characters who weren't touched and see if they can, you know, either if they 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 can either assist the character that was buffed, or maybe they could take advantage of a character nerf, or you know, maybe a character is buffed and now this other character is a huge uh, helper, or or they can now counter that character that was buffed, you know, so. Yeah, I think uh, they they made a really good point. Just something got to keep an eye on. You know, there are, there are unintended consequences for nerfs and buffs, uh, and I, while I think Blizzard does try to keep that in check, it's kind of hard to predict how the community is going to react to it, and that that's just the way it is. Um, let's move on to the current state of Arista. That was a video that came out 
uh, which all the stuff is in the show notes, of course, that talked about Arissa and how oh, the question was like, you know, is she still not good enough? Even though her, I think her, they said her uh, usage rate went up by two percent or so, two to three percent, uh, which you know it's not that's not bad. I mean, it's good because what what they changed with her, they decreased the damage from her ultimate, but they also lowered the cooldown on her shield. I know for me, like that has the the shield cooldown has been a huge help. And some people are like, oh, her shield's done all the time and needs to be nerfed. No. What needs to happen, if you see an Orisa that is constantly putting her shield down, you need to focus the shield and break it quickly mm-hmm. so that she only so that she has to wait five, six, you know, oh, actually it's, by the time, if she puts the shield down, by the time you break it, I've seen the shield break in like two seconds. You can get There's it down seconds, in two seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it's like, so hard to break it and keep uh, it broken. It's, well, that's the thing, like you need to break it and then there's a whole six seconds, which may not sound that big. That's a whole six seconds that she's not going to have a shield. She doesn't move that fast. She's a big fucking target. You know, huh, one one hit Hanzo scatter shot. I know I play. <laughs> I play that's, when you, that's when you deploy <laughs> Junkrat on offense because they're using her on defense. And you just sit there and bust the shield, bust the shield, bust the shield. And every time the shield goes down, you're you're. Uh, teammates are are shooting them. Bust a shield down, your teammates are shooting. Eventually, they start backing up off the choke. And yeah, that's, that's how you she, work yeah. it. Yeah, you don't always have to kill Arisa. You just got to get her to back up. Mm-hmm. You Once you get, get her, her to back, back up, then you move up and the shield d- gets deployed further back and further back. And Junk just sits there and keeps beating it and beating it and beating it from the side as they are just shooting as the shield goes down. Exactly. Like that's the thing. Like, and so, yeah, I, when I play, I mean, I do keep the, I keep the shield up quite a bit. Um, because you know, when you put it down and if it takes them five seconds to get your shield down, you can armor up or, um, you can fortify yourself for that, for the other, for the uh, other two, two to three seconds you need for the shield to be available again. And sometimes what I do is if I can, I'll, uh, keep the shield, like if the shield's damaged and nobody's around, I'll put a new shield down and let my cooldown start earlier mm-hmm. if I can. But. Back to the video, uh, they were the the what they were really talking about. I mean, it's not that Arissa's bad; uh, it's that she's basically she's in the same spot that Reinhardt is, where she's not that great against the dive comp. Yep, that's against, the biggest thing. Yeah, that's what they're they're saying that she's not that great against the dive comp, and I'm not gonna say that they're they're wrong. I mean, like she she's not my pick for anti dive. I do need to say though. This was your missed opportunity. This was when it was your time. Oh, yeah. Because I'm talking about the bug. Her ultimate was bugged. You could drop it and still gain ult charge. And I know I told you this at the start of the week. Yeah, you did. Last night we're talking and you're like, well, I've been waiting for opportune times to drop it. I was like, dude, we could have been getting it over and over again. Farming them wins offer. Yeah, and then we went and we and we tested it. And like we tested it, I was hog. She popped her ultimate, killed me, had what was it, 26% ult charge? 29%. Unreal, dude. You could just keep re- as long as you didn't die, you could just keep recycling it. Yeah. Yeah, that was a missed opportunity for me to cheat. 
<laughs> get some wins. To win. <laughs> what is the name of the game? I win. Yeah. Gee, they put it in the game. <laughs> it's their fault. That, I believe that'd no. be called exploiting, maybe. Yes, exploiting. You, you could say I, that. I, yeah. It definitely it was definitely a misopportunity. I wasn't even thinking about that, right? I was I was just in the same mode that I always play. I don't like when I have it, I don't just plop it down because you can have it put it down, but if a Reinhardt shield is up or if Diva has her defense matrix, you're kind of wasting it. So usually I'll you know keep it for when those two characters are down or when we're trying to make a final push and we need an extra firepower. And then on top of that, you have to have enough people around you for it to be effective. Like if it's me and fucking, you know, uh, Mercy and Reinhardt, eh, <laughs> you know, I'm probably not going to, that's not the best time to put it down. But. Man, I see Zarya's pop their freaking old, like, solo. <laughs> yes. Yes. I see the same thing. So you can use her ult to kill time. You right? can, but you those can are the times it, like, I see them the do pull it. Pull them off the point, or you know, whatever. Yeah, just kill you can do it some really slick ways. You can pull them off the point in overtime. You can yeah. you can knock them off a ledge. But I'm but talking, about talking about the people <laughs> that do it right after everybody's died. Like the same people that let's drop the beat. Shit, there's no one around me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can't we've, we, we've, we've all done it, though. But I'm just saying I, I learned and don't do it as much each time. Mm. Yeah, I, uh, I've i definitely seen a lot of Zara's. That's, an, that's another alt where you have to wait for Reinhardt to not be around or Reinhardt's shield to be down, Diva's defense matrix to be down, or her out of mech. Uh, you have to wait for Arissa you know, to not be in there to her shield to be down. You got to, you need some opportunities unless you have like, you pop it and Genji has his ult or Farah has it, her ult, and they could just like overpower the group, you know? So, and can I please make a plea to everyone when she drops that little ult, shoot it, kill it. It's a group wide Anna ult. Like, do not let it live. Do not be shooting Orissa. Do not be shooting anything but that little pylon. Yeah. Even though I will say, the pylon doesn't have that much health, right? Almost but none. It's easy to kill. I do it with Lucio constantly because no one else is shooting it. It does. but And I see a lot of people pop it down without putting a shield in front of it. Generally speaking, I'll put a shield in front of it, but then I'll see, you know, there will be enemies trying to get it from the side. And because they're so hyper-focused on it, it makes it really easy to kill them, you know, because they're not uh, even... Yeah, like, that is a good point. It is, they're not focused on me. They're focused on it. So, like, you know, I, I have killed, like, lots of people trying to destroy it. Um, like, sometimes I'll even be able to cover it with my body, and they can't hit it, but they hit me, and I fortify, and I'm like, ah, now what? <laughs> <laughs> now, see, this is like this is recent in my memory because I've been playing a bunch of Lucio and there's been a bunch of Orissas because of the bug and basically what I was I guess doing was running in right past the shield that they had put on it I would right click Orissa away from me and then I'd just shoot it with like three or four bullets and it's dead and then I'd run off so I had really good luck with that but Trying to think of what I would do. Reaper. I've played one with Reaper, and I just, just went right in, 
shot it once and then went right out. Mm. But other characters, I don't know. I guess, I mean, Soldier would be pretty hard to get in there. I've had a Lucio try to boot me away from it, but like when I see certain characters, like when I see Lucio and he's getting like, he's coming toward me, I know that he's going to do it. So I fortify, he hits it. I go nowhere. He dies. Mm-hmm. Like that's, Well, most I, don't do that. Most hit it as soon as they drop their ultimate. So I wait just a second or two and then I run into it. Mm. Yeah, no, I don't hit my, uh, my fortify right away. I have to see certain people. I do have a funny, like, it's not necessarily a funny story, but it was just, I was playing, I think it was, was it a competitive match? Yeah, it was a competitive match that we were playing, and there was this Reinhardt, and he kept trying to charge me as Arissa, and every single time he charged me, i just fortify, and I'd stop him, and then he just died, because I was shooting him in the face on the way there, he stops, and then, you know, I just blow him away when he's in front of me. He just didn't get, he didn't get it. He didn't get the memo. That I'm not gonna move. Right. Yeah. No offense, but I think that's the same Reinhardt that I booped into the hole three times. Nah, uh, yeah. I actually so he wasn't a, the quickest whip. Still Won the brightest crown, the box, my friend. <laughs> Won the brightest crown. Yeah, he just wasn't getting it. I'm like, dude, why? <laughs> well, keep coming so, at me. Keep doing it. Yeah. Waste that yeah. charge. Oh, but okay, let's um Let's move on. I mean, the current state, the Arisa is what it is, right? Uh, the the current the current meta is a dive comp. But like I was saying, like I'm not gonna, I I wouldn't pick Arisa for anti dive. Don't get me wrong, but I've had pretty good success with you know, using Arisa during a dive comp. You know, um, I was using Arisa to kill Winston when he dives in, or even to kill Diva when she dives in because she'll dive in. But she may be facing somebody else who she thinks is a greater danger than Arissa. And I mean, Arissa doesn't tickle when she shoots you. So I've been able to get divas out of mech and, you know, stuff like that. But like I said, I wouldn't pick her fancy that, but I've had good success with her. And seriously, uh, I, uh, I, I've, you know, the limited amount of times I've played this week, I've played with some really good Arissas from where I am. Mm-hmm. And when you have a really good Arissa, it totally changes the game. It ju- it makes everything so much better. And there really are people that don't know how to play her, I think, yeah. right now. And there are people that do. There's a very small amount of people that know how to play her. Um, I think people are trying, but you once in a while get that really good Arissa that can really help in pretty much any situation. Most, I would say. Yeah. I mean, even Bob was, I found out that Bob was a little afraid the first time I played Arissa with him. I was just a little nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, what are you doing, John? Uh, what are you doing? You, you know, you, you picked Arissa, right? That was an accident. <laughs> I was like, oh, Ar- Arissa. Arissa, okay. Uh, uh, yeah, it was pretty much just really stuttered and. This is when we first like, started okay, playing together. Yeah, and so I was like, I'd play nice. with you a bunch, and I was trying to be nice, and I just wanted to be like, hey, dude, that's a shit pick. Yeah, <laughs> but it worked out okay. Which you could ask my buddies, like they knew that I thought she was a shit pick when she came out. And I mean, I'm often wrong and I'm the first to admit when I am proved wrong and it happens constantly. I mean, that's part of the fun of speculation. If you choose to, to, to speculate, be ready to be wrong. Very true. It, I mean, it has a lot to do with how you play. I mean, there's a lot of people who play Arissa very poorly. 
Mm-hmm. Like when I play an enemy Arissa and I'm just like destroying them, I'm like, mm, you should really give it up. You're just not doing it. <laughs> it's not working out for you. But I think some because some people chase kills with Arissa. No, that's not how you do it. You just need to get the keep them off of the objective, deter them from coming around. You know, you fucking waste their wait, have them waste their ammo and their damage right into your shield. Yeah, you I know? think those are the old Roadhog mains that you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they got together in a meeting. We need a new character. <laughs> not cutting anymore. This this take is big and bulky. Yeah, we can pull people in the holes with it. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, all right, let's move on to a third-party competitive system. So, there was a uh, another video that came out that uh, talked about Face It working on enabling tournaments, leagues, and ladders for Overwatch. Uh, this came about because on the Face It website, one of the games apparently you can select now uh, is Overwatch. However, there's no leagues or anything like that connected with it so far. Now, for those who don't know, Face It is a website um, kind of like ESEA, not exactly like ESEA, um, and maybe actually probably a lot of those people listening to the show don't even know what ESEA is, but ESEA... Uh, particularly for me, I play. I used it playing Counter Strike for a while, and it gives you high level matchmaking. Basically, for Counter Strike, gives you high level matchmaking on servers, on very good servers. Like you use ESEA client, you get a group together, or you get you get matched up with a group, and then you go into a server and you play uh, Counter Strike, and it's different from the regular ranking system. Uh, because it matches people up better, like you know, and that's what a lot of people are hoping for with this whole with this new Face It thing. Uh, so I do, I do know that Face It actually has partnered up with Blizzard, but I don't know the extent of their partnership. But generally speaking, Face It, like ESEA, does uh, better matchmaking than the game's native matchmaking, like in Counter Strike or another game, and. On top of that, they provide high-end servers to play on. Now, I don't know how that's going to work with Overwatch. Maybe that's part of the problem. Since you can't get dedicated servers for Overwatch, maybe they're working with Blizzard to get that done. Um, if Faceit does this... Actually, I shouldn't say if. Faceit confirmed they are definitely working on enabling tournaments, leagues, and ladders for Overwatch. So when this happens, um, I think you're going to see a lot of higher-end players use this instead of the built-in competitive system, which is actually pretty nice. And more than likely, Face It is going to be uh, like your rank and Face It's probably going to be more, uh, more determined on wins and losses versus SR, you know, where you win a game, but you only get 20 SR. You lose a game, you, lo- you lose like 30 SR. You know, I don't think that's going to be as much of a problem, but you know, it's it's gonna it's really gonna be fire in place like if you play esea you know that like if you yeah if you're not like a a, kind of like a high-end player already you're gonna get your ass kicked if you walk in there and i could totally see face it kind of being the same way but if uh with face it i can only i can imagine that you may be able to uh, organize groups before you get into an actual game so maybe uh, they'll have a built-in LFG. Maybe you can find people that you're looking. You know, like I, we need a tank. 
or I'm a DPS, you know, and you can get picked up into another team, that would be really awesome. That would be cool. Yeah. Uh, I There's a couple things, though. One, I think when this happens, uh, depending on how it's implemented, it could definitely devalue the SR system or the competitive system already in Overwatch. Because if most of the high-end players focus their attention on playing this, then uh i i you know it'll be easier for other players who aren't you know as great to move up in the higher ranks because you know the you know the sr system works on a bell curve and if higher end players really aren't playing you know if you're a platinum player now maybe you'll be a diamond player in the future uh but since the thing about it though right since the overwatch league and contenders and the overwatch open which really isn't open uh relies on you having high sr there's a chance that high-end players may actually ignore this, and this may not take off the way it really should. That's the thing. I mean, I'm thinking of League of Legends here when when I when I talk about when I when I'm talking about this because, you know, the thing about League of Legends is it always wasn't the MOBA, right? Especially for pro play, League of Legends once they infused a lot of cash into their tournaments. Um, then that's when a lot of pro players from like Heroes of New Earth started to come over and play uh, League of Legends. So I can imagine the same thing happening where if if your your professional career in Overwatch depends on you having high SR, people will still continue to play uh, the competitive system in Overwatch, but then not necessarily play it play the Face It system. Which I would actually be more excited for Face It. Maybe yeah. they'll smurf and face it. What if they have to? If they have to keep uh, using the Blizzard system. Well, honestly, um, what I think is with the contenders and having to have the SR as an at the high SR as an entry system into the lower leagues of contenders, people are still going to at least get their rank up, so they're going to be rated. But I mean, I see. I have I have buddies that I've met through the Cal League that are 4K plus, and where I see them, the majority of the majority of the time, now they're probably in teams teams scrimmages, but they're in just custom games, mm-hmm. doing teams team scrimmages. This would be a really good way for actual teams to find really good and a lot of different. Um, um, scrimmages against different teams. So right now it's a pain in the ass to set them up, and they have to have you know large ca ca yeah, can't talk large communities of people that you know scrim and do pickup games daily. So this will probably help them there, but I think both will get played. You know the problem I think Overwatch is having. Not Overwatch, but I think um, games in general are having right now formulating these like competitive communities uh, for scrims and stuff like that. I think it's because it's so easy to create um, these small communities. Like anybody can grab a Discord right now, right? I mean, because having like having communities and having like team scrims and pickup games and pugs and stuff like that 
obviously not new concepts. We were doing it back in 2K, you know, in Unreal Tournament. They were doing it in Call of Duty. They were doing it in Counter-Strike in the early 2000s. And all you had to do, it was super easy. You just go into IRC and post. You go into IRC, you make a chat post, or you just follow the post and you find a pickup game, you know, to get into. And Discord can be used the same exact way. You can still you can put bots into Discord. It's not that difficult to actually code them and make them to automatically, you know, put together pickup games or to pick, put together scrimmages. So I think the community needs to decide where that's going to be. You know, there, there needs to be a central location where that's going to be. And the thing, the problem is that there's so many places that you can do that. Well, that's what the the Cal League uses. Like we yeah. just hop into to the different role channels and then it just makes groups of six and then make the brackets and we go. Um, I think there's a lot to do that, but yeah, discord, you can grow huge. I think just me and my wife's one has like over 100 people in it. And those are just people we've met grouped up with and just said, Hey, come join our discord. Yeah. I'm still a little uh, leery of discord because I'm like, how are you making money? How is this going to work permanently? <laughs> like that that's the thing. I I fear the collapse of Discord because of how uh reliant communities have become on it. But you can be an amazing tool that millions of people use and not be able to monetize it. Like Snapchat? Yep. <laughs> like you know, you could have a really hard time monetizing. Uh, you know, Stuff like that. So, I don't know. We'll see. The thing I'm excited for about the third-party competitive system is it kind of, like, in order for this to work, right, they are working with Blizzard, but there needs to be some type of client to work with the game. So, the client can make a custom game for you to hop into automatically and retrieve the stats from that custom game when it's done. So, that kind of tells me if they're working on it, they're probably going to have some type of, of user client that you need to download. And if in order for that to happen, there has to be hooks into Overwatch that they're going to be allowed to use. And that opens the door for modding tools. It does. Um, hooks that you're allowed to use. And that's what I want to see. Here that's we what go I again. See. That's what I want to see with the modding tools. <laughs> When 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 they make modding tools, dude, <laughs> this the competitive the, the competitive aspect of this game is going to soar. It is. People people are gonna take all the little problems that Blizzard doesn't don't address and fix it. You know, people complain like on streams when they're watching uh, you know, people play Overwatch that the teams change colors and stuff like that. You don't know who's who. Mm, that's that's hard. Yeah, that's that's gonna change. You know, you can put anti-cheat detection. You can make anti-cheat detection plugins and stuff like that. You know, because like you know, that's what they do. Uh, uh, well, that's what we did for Unreal Tournament. Somebody made an anti-cheat for that, and it worked really well. Somebody did the same thing for Counter Strike because it takes Valve forever to ban somebody via VAC. Same thing with Blizzard. They they do these mass sweeping bans at one time, which is great to get rid of cheaters and stuff like that. But at the same time, that means those cheaters have been in games for months, ruining the game for other people. The community reacts much faster than that. 
Yeah, and true. when my and when modding tools come out, I can I am really excited for that. I think you know the problem because people they always look at me like I'm talking like the moon is made out of cheese when I talk about modding tools and how great they are for the community. And I think it's because a lot of people who play Overwatch didn't play other games where the modding scene was imperative for that game to run successfully for as long as it did. You know, and can then I ask that, a question. Mm-hmm. The heck does that mean? The moon is made out of cheese. <laughs> never heard, never that. heard that term before. I've never heard that before. <laughs> Two different parts of the world, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I guess that's an East Coast thing. Maybe well, and everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you know, you never heard that the moon looks like like cheese like, before. You never heard that before. No. Or Tom and seen Tom and Jerry were like. <laughs> You know, yes. <laughs> eat part of the moon because it's cheese. Yeah, like this. I've forgotten about that, actually. Yeah. That's the title for this episode. The moon is made out of cheese. There yeah. you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I never heard that. Nope. I was like, what the fuck is it? Did he just make that up? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of, that's, that's the right. thing. So. Well, that's well, you why, learn something every day. That's yeah. why PC Master Race, man. Yeah. We do it so much better. We got a better community. Fix things. Instead of ruining everything, you know, the PC community fixed. Yeah, you're gonna it's catch like some hate Reddit for that can one. be bad sometimes, but it also can help sometimes. <laughs> uh, Sorry, yeah. Reddit, don't attack me. Yeah, but I, I am looking forward to it. I'm looking to see how they handle it because if you've been listening to this show for any length of time, you will know by now that I think the community should be handling the competitive aspect of the game. So since I have no aspirations of ever being in Overwatch League, I'm perfectly fine using a third-party system for matchmaking if it's fun. Even if my SR isn't high, I don't care as long as I'm having good matches. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm excited for that. Let's talk about Doomfist a little bit and summer games. We're gonna kind of we there are actually two topics here, but we're gonna kind of combine the two. So, uh, during on the PTR, the patch log when you if the game crashes and the patch log comes out, it says like one point one three Doomfist slash summer games. So that right there kind of shows uh you know reveals that Doomfist is gonna be involved in some way in the next event all right uh also uh, do the data mining there is a 25th hero in the game that is unnamed to the data mining tool so those two things have been confirmed i mean we knew doomfist was going to be a character right that's no surprise but it definitely could be happening a lot sooner especially since it appears that overwatch releases characters every four months uh, I was talking to Bob earlier. Um, I'm not necessarily a fan of releasing characters every four months or all the time. I'm not a fan of it because it doesn't give the game time to stabilize. Like the, the game is constantly changing. The meta is constantly changing. Uh, you know, you're not really giving players a chance to perfect, you know, the game for really, really high level play. You know, that's, and I, I guess the difference of opinion. I can totally understand somebody who constantly wants the game to change, but I, I, part of the reason why I'll, I'll, you know, watch certain you know players play like a game like Counter Strike is because you know, like Dust Two has been around for God knows how long, and yet 
players are finding new ways to play that map and use strats on that map, throw flashes in different places and set up in different locations. So, you know, it almost feels like Overwatch has never has never has a chance to rest. You know, for players to really dig into it and you know perfect the game. But eh, I'm not gonna cry about it. Having new heroes is cool. Bob no, likes having new heroes all the time. I like, I like it too. Excitement. I, it mixes up the game. It mixes up the players. It mixes. It takes some of the crappy picks off some of the stupid things people think they can play. Try some new characters. It really changes, and it sometimes changes it for the bad. But it, I think that it changes it for the good. It just keeps everything mixed. You know what I mean? It's not the same. And then you know you got these people that are like, I just perfected this character, and now I got to deal with another character. If it drags on too long, just keep it coming. Keep it moving. I think People, it's exciting. I do too. I mean, I think it's awesome. I love it. Doomfist. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I'm not going to deny that it's nice having new characters, but at the same time, you don't give the game really a chance to settle. I mean, four months isn't that long of a time. Now you can make that point with maps and stuff too, but really... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can. I guess it just depends on what type of person you are, and I'm the type of person that likes to be constantly constantly looking for the new thing constantly i don't know constantly challenged is basically what it is and that's what overwatch is right now and i'm going to be kind of bummed when it does slow down because according to jeff it will it it will at some point so you'll get your wish thank god I get bored easily, so I enjoy this the mix up and the mayhem. <laughs> well, no, because even as even like with even when the characters slow down or the map slow down, players are gonna find new ways to play these characters. That's what I'm saying. Like we're not even getting a chance to see that happen. You know, to see some really creative compositions or way to play the game. You know, like I would say, the meta is not gospel, especially in Overwatch, because it's essentially a usage report. Overwatch doesn't have a true meta the way other games do. So I'm even more excited to see how new uh, new methods come up to play the game. I am. So. I mean, from the different games that I play, and the other game I play a ton is, Hearth, is Hearthstone. And Overwatch is just like it. Like, what, dic- what dictates meta is pro play. That's what tells everybody what they're going to play. And only the really, there's few, very few people on the regular ladder that are going to take the time to figure different things out for themselves. Most of us are going to go and look up the best things to do that other people have tried that have eight, ten hours a, a day to play every day. Us working folks, we don't have that time. We need to look up stuff and get training, basically. Yeah, that was the same thing in StarCraft. StarCraft, same thing. You watch the tournaments, you watch the pros, and you're like, wow, that was awesome. I want to try that out. You know what I mean? Yeah, and the thing about the the difference between StarCraft and this, right, is that, well, first of all, pro play, the the, the pros can... Uh, figure out the most efficient ways to play characters and play maps because this is the skill difference between pro players. It does not vary nearly as much as the skill difference you're going to find in comp. You know, 
So they already know when when they make a decision to play a character uh, to do a certain thing and a certain map, they already expect the other people on the other side to be just as good as they are, or they expect their teammates to be just as good as they are. In StarCraft, it's more of a process because even... Because you're right, in StarCraft, people look at the pro players and see what they do, and then they do their builds based off of that. And then they mm. see the other character, the other player say, okay, well, they did this, I'm going to build that. They do this, I'm going to build that. With Overwatch, is a little different because you can try to do a pro strat, right, or a pro comp in Overwatch, but the the skill difference between you and your teammates and your team and the other team and then them and their teammates are going to be really different. So that's that's why the meta f- isn't gospel because just because you do a pro composition in Overwatch does not mean it's going to work out that great because in order for pro compositions to work out good your team needs to support you. You know, it's very rare in Overwatch that one person can carry and that usually happens at lower ranks. Or and it's also still new, so give it time, give it another year or so, people figure out some wacky things to do. Yeah. So, But uh, there's also, in regards to the summer games, there has been more data mined data. One that, uh, that looks like there's going to be two events wrapped into one. There's going to be another summer games event, is what it looks like, and also something called Event 8. And this one is the, pro- is the one that probably involves Doomfist. And characters, there's going to be items from both events going on at the same time. So, I don't know, maybe, maybe uh, you know, the the main event or whatever, like, because we're going to, it looks like we're going to get Lucio Ball back. Uh, but maybe the main event is actually going to be whatever's happening with Doomfist. And then you just get Summerist game skins on top of that. Because a lot of people complained about not having the ability to get Summer game skins. But... There's a list of actually we don't know the exact items, but we do know who. Actually, I should say we we think we know who's going to get what type of items, right? It looks like Reaper is getting two Summer Games items. I don't think he got a Summer Games item last year at all. Well, first of all, let me start by saying this: every character is probably going to get two Summer Games items because they put two fucking voice lines in every character that we don't need. <laughs> Okay. Back to the beginning of the show with the trash items. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with the trash items. You're going to get at least, you know, two voice lines per character because they love putting that fucking candy corn in our boxes, you know? <laughs> okay. So we're going to have that plus some plus some sprays and shit like that. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I haven't really enjoyed any of the event sprays since Halloween. I like the summer game sprays, and I like the Halloween sprays, but the sprays since then I haven't really liked. And uh, while I love Overwatch and I like Blizzard, fuck Blizzard for putting summer game sprays in their last loot box. Okay, or was that the Uprising? I think that was was that was I think it wasn't Uprising when I got a May. I think it was Uprising. I got a May summer games uh, spray. In an uprising loot box, it was marked as a uprising item, but she had a fucking summer games T-shirt on. Did she? Just, that was just Blizzard. Like, oh fuck it, put it in there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what. Well, that I'm was. wondering what these. Uh, Arissa has one non-event item and 
Mercy has one non event. You get ahead I'm of yourself, curious. Anthony. Let me take the lead here. I'm going to steer this ship. Thank you very much. We're going to get to Hold it. on, though. <laughs> one thing. I got to say, uh-huh. I noticed that you waited till I got up away from the mic to talk more shit on the voice lines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You did that shit on purpose. Like, I ran off, and then I hear in my headset, and I want to say you went right to the voice lines. I had pre-planned to say that just because you ran away from the mic doesn't mean that I can't. I I planned it. I'm not a punk bitch, okay? (laughs) I just know you knew it would drive me nuts not being able to talk back while I was in the other room. Yeah, those, yeah, you know how I feel. Everybody knows how mm. I feel about those goddamn voice lines. <laughs> but it'd be different. It would be different for the hundredth time, by the way. It would be different if the voice lines actually matched up with the event. But they don't. You know it's horseshit. <laughs> you know it. So I'm still hearing people say like Merry Christmas, like voice lines <laughs> shit in the game. <laughs> There was some, I think it was like Jock or somebody else. I'm like, what the fuck? You still have that voice line up? <laughs> oh, God. Either way, so I'm getting to what we know about the character. So Reaper's going to get two Summer Games item. Uh, Tracer is going to get one Summer Games item and an Event 8 item. Mercy is getting one non-Event item. And I wonder if that's possibly last year's skin. Because she had a Summer Games skin last year. So I wonder if she's going to get, if, that, if that's going to be made public, finally. Mm. You know, personally, I think that when the, if they're going to do some of these events yearly, right, the event, the skins from last year should be made normal for oh, people yeah. to get. Like, come on now. Cut that's the shit. what I have been saying constantly. If they're going to do this, I understand fine. That year's skins are exclusive. But if you're going to go, like, the next year, they should no longer be exclusive, and the New Year skin should be exclusive. But so she's gonna get one non-event item, which I'm hoping is her skin from last year, uh, even though I have it. But uh, then she's also gonna get two Summer Games items. Hanzo's gonna get two Summer Games items, one Event Eight item. Torbjorn's getting one Summer Games item. Reinhardt is getting one Summer Games item, one Event Eight item. Farrah's getting two Summer Games items. Uh, Winston's getting one summer games item. Like, well, he doesn't really have a nationality, so I can't imagine there'll be a skin. You know, um, let's see. Bastion's gonna get one summer games item, one event eight item. Symmetra is going to get one summer games item, one event eight item. Zenyatta, one summer games item. Genji, some one summer games item, one event eight item. Roadhog, one summer games item. McCree, two summer games item, one event eight item. Uh, two summer games items for Junkrat. One event, eight item. Zarya, two summer games items. Soldier 76, two summer games items. And one event, eight item. Lucio is two summer games items. Diva is one summer games item. One event, eight item. And one summer games item for May. Sombra, four summer games item. One event, eight item. Anna is three summer games items. One, I hope one's a skin. Uh, and Arissa's getting one non-event item and four summer games items. Can can you repeat those? No. <laughs> <laughs> Listen when I publish the show tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was a mouthful. Yeah. So, you know, and then I don't know if we get Doomfist on top of that, he might also get some items too, I would imagine. 
Doom uh, Fist. Yeah, but yeah, it looks like you know that's uh, and you know when the Summer Games actually comes out, if it comes out, because like I said, it's still not guaranteed. But you know that'll be if this you know if this actually happens, that'll be pretty that'll be pretty nice. So um, yeah, that's what we know so far about the new event coming up. I mean, even though I really don't want any new events for a while, obviously that's not going to happen. And, you know, we just got done with uh, the anniversary early June, probably by mid to late July. I think we're going to see summer games, like probably late July. Because summer games started in August last time. Because it was when the Olympics was going on. So, yeah, yeah I, it was like, I think it like started in August. So we'll see what happens. but. Uh, man, I'm. I am curious if they're gonna release a, do, a new hero. All I'm know. excited about is Lucio Ball, because in my opinion, all of the skins from from the games last year sucked, except for uh, Lucio's two skins. I didn't like. I mean, I just thought they were all recolors. It was their first idea. Like there, I mean, I don't remember anybody having a really cool skin besides Lucio. You're right, Lucio's well, I used up until I just switched to the jazz one, and I don't even like the jazz one. How could you no, say there was no either. cool skin when the real American McCree was in the summer oh, games? Oh, I forgot That's about that true. one. I'm still using that one. No, I switched to the I switched to the Black Watch, but I used that up until Black Watch. Black Watch, yeah. I'm actually going to switch back because I need to, uh, you know, I need to uh, put more freedom into people's faces. Like, <laughs> yeah, so they like, you know, take that freedom and you live with it. Still As the best Mel, skin, man. Really it is. is. The gun is the, flag, is the color of the U.S. flag. Mm-hmm. What more do you want? As Mel Gibson said, freedom. <laughs> We're gonna move on. <laughs> it's my favorite movie His of all cape time. Is a flag, man. <laughs> it's an Afghan. So cool. Thank you. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Let me tie my Afghan. Yeah. Is it uh, Afghan or Afghan? <laughs> I think it's an Afghan. I don't know. I'm not up on clothing like that. Let's move into weekly updates. Weekly updates. All right. So, a couple things. Blizz, if you did not get a ticket to BlizzCon, tickets will be available for purchase on July 5th. So, you know, do what you got to do if you really want to go to BlizzCon and get uh, and get a ticket. You, you can have a chance there. Should um, we uh should I give a little bit a few tips cuz this is the first year that I got it. Yeah, go for it. So, what you want what you want to do is you want to get Chrome. I don't know if you can do it with the other browsers. I don't use them, but you want to use Chrome. You want to make sure you enter your credit card auto fill information in prior so that you only have to type the first letter and then you don't even have to type. You can just click in the box and you can click what credit card. It'll put in your address, everything. Um, that's the first uh, you want to have probably more than one person hitting F, hitting F5 constant, like probably three or four minutes be, be, before they go live. 
once you get in, you want to make everybody's name uh, complete complete gibberish. All you want to worry about is the main person's email address. Make sure that's yours. Then you want to uh, uh, you want to fill that in. Use your credit card auto 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 fill, and then complete it as quickly as possible because you can change the the names later. If you don't, just because you got in does not mean you will get tickets. I went on the first round, got in, but didn't put everything in quick. And by the time I clicked submit, it told me, sorry, all tickets are gone. So you have to be extremely fast. Yeah, they need to. From what I hear, they need a better system. They just need a better system. I mean, obviously, it's it's really, really, um, really, really popular, right? And they only have so uh, so so much limited space. But there's got to be a better way. Because PAX tickets are like the same way now too. Like to get into PAX East specifically, I think PAX Prime is also um, PAX Prime is a lot of time. It is, yeah. PAX Prime has a lot of good stuff. But PAX East, man, like, sometimes minutes. Like, first of all, it, it usually overloads those sites that sell the tickets, which is kind of like, my, my question to those sites are, if you know you're going to get this huge influx of users, we have the technology now to, you know, to to, to, to handle that load automatically. To, to, to balance it. Like, to... Bring up multiple servers, you know, virtual servers just for that day. Right. Exactly. Yep. Like you, you know, you can put the site on Amazon and just have the back end, like the database back end, be on Amazon in one of their services that are, are true, you know, truly cloud based and will handle the load. Why are I don't we know that doing it's, that? I don't know that it's still as much of a problem because. I remember trying to get tickets in the past and the sites would go down, but I mean, there was no problems with the site at least this year. So yeah, like last time I actually tried to buy PAX tickets, the site would, it was slow. It was so slow because so many people were hitting it. Um, and I didn't need so that thing. is like, I didn't even need to buy tickets. Cause I get media passes, but still, just in case, you know, in case of emergency, I want to bring somebody with me. I want to get an extra ticket and know. So, but yeah, good luck getting those BlizzCon tickets because it is tough. Uh, but, uh, Rob, you want to talk about DSP Stanky's CTF tournament a bit. Uh, You're muted. Sorry. Kind of short notice. Uh DSP Stanky, not to be con- to be confused with DPS Stanky, is throwing a tournament. Um, it's on July July first. You you have to join his Discord to uh, to take to to take part. But if you like CTF, looks like it could be a good time. Um, I think I'm gonna do it. So, should uh, you should you should jump in, and we'll link that in the show notes. Absolutely, um, yeah. Um, I think it's gonna be me, UML this weekend, right? 
Yeah, I think that's I think that's our. I was just uh, waiting to register till you gave me the go ahead. Yeah, I will definitely know by tomorrow. So I will I will let you know, and uh, yeah, you you might see us. You might be able to play us. So be gentle. <laughs> Gently, yeah. You win uh, job bucks uh, for the show. He buys you stuff. You beat him. So that's not get true. In there and that's him. not true. False. False. Can I get uh, cool cups like this one? Oh yeah, little teaser there. Go to my mm. Twitter to figure out. And actually, no, I actually posted it to the Watchpoint Radio Twitter. Bob's cup is special. Yep. <laughs> I retweeted it as well. Mm-hmm. Now we're just trying to bait people to Twitter. I'm sorry. We need we need to follow those people. I'm sorry. Please, <laughs> please. Uh, but let's uh, move on here. We did talk about the Arissa bug already. Arissa had that bug with the with the alt would charge while active, and that has been fixed. So you cannot exploit that anymore. And I missed my opportunity to exploit it, but that's okay. I don't opportunity lost. Yep, that is okay. Uh, there is a sound bug, though, and Bob, you actually... Last had, night. Yeah, you had it, so why don't you talk about that a little bit? So another problem with our six stack last night was me not being able to hear gunshots, foot f- footsteps, or any basic, uh, like, extra sound. Like, I, it, like everything sounded muffled, uh... I restarted the client, still didn't work. The only thing that worked was I, I re, rebooted my computer. So it leads me to believe it's like driver re, related to sound cards, maybe. I'm, I'm not sure. All I know is it was extremely un, un, annoying when you sit there and you expect to hear sounds. That's something that you use constant to know what's going on in your environment around you. And then you all of a sudden don't have that. I felt like my right leg was cut off. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think, I don't know if Blizzard has actually acknowledged it yet. They haven't acknowledged- I don't think they have. <clears throat> there are a lot of posts in the forums. Um, I don't necessarily think I saw a Blizzard touched post, but uh, I may have. I'll go back and look. Yeah, so hopefully they, they handle that soon, because I would hate to have it, to be honest with you. That I mean, would it's really rough. Suck. I'd like, it was it was so bad. We It started on the first point of a control map. And I honestly thought about killing my client, rebooting, and trying to get back in, because, I mean, we lost it. We lost that that match, too, and... My play was greatly uh, uh, affected by it, so yeah, it was a bummer. I wonder if it has something to do with the uh, oh man, what is it? I can't remember the name of the system that they use in Overwatch for um, for their sound for their headphone sound. It's a specific system it's made by Dolby, but I can't remember what it's called. And I wonder if it has something to do with that and. People using You're talking about Dolby Atmos. Yes. So I wonder. Yeah, okay, I've got that off. Oh, you have that off. Yeah. Oh, okay. If you want to use True Seven Point One, you have to have that off. You definitely. Uh, pro tip: turn that off, guys. Like if you're using a Seven Point One headset, turn it off. 
Yeah, because it does. In order for you to use it, you actually either have to use that, or you can use the software that comes with your headset. So you have to turn off the software. Like my headset doesn't come with software. Um, I my it's my uh my sound card handles all of that for me. So um, now you're freaking me out. I'm gonna have to look up my software. Now you got yeah. me thinking I got it turned on or something. But no. Uh, it's great for movies, not so great for Overwatch and knowing exactly that Reaper's top right. No, I, I use it all the time, and I can pinpoint where people are. But like I said, I also have a pretty high-end sound card, too. So, I mean, uh, that's the thing. Like I, my, my processing comes from the sound card versus a software package. So I'm not sure. Uh... Okay, I do... Okay, my EQ preset is pure di direct, so yeah, that should just be exactly. I mean, it's just set at zero across the board, so it should be Overwatch handling it. Yeah, well, yeah, I do hear like exactly where people are, which is pretty nice. They do know about it. Um, Blizzard's uh, audio director has posted in there saying that yeah. they're looking through the patch or trying to, you know make it go live and uh, they're going to evaluate it for consoles. And there is somebody that talks about activating the Dolby thing or deactivating seems to fix it. Wow. Oh, so you just toggle it. Yeah. So that's so something it doesn't, you can do It doesn't have to be game. on or off. You can do it while you're playing. And basically it says, um, that's what fixes it. It's not a final solution, but at least you can fix it during the match. So I guess my good workaround, right. good workaround. Good find, dude. Yes, yeah, my, no my hunch was right. Good find for him. I hunched it. Yeah, but he <laughs> thanks, did the work, my friend. Thanks for riding my, my good find, Jared. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a hunch that that might be it. You but. did, and I was waiting till you were done to read it. I didn't want to interrupt you because, you know, I wanted to... You know a lot about this stuff, so... Oh, thank you. wanted to give you your hunch. <laughs> slow motion I, air quotation i wish we could see the if we could see the video right now you guys would be loving it yeah hey. now you were right on point man yeah all right well great uh also another thing that's breaking but in a good way is aim bots uh so it looks like blizzard um yes. they are they made a simple change in the last patch which i don't think they really um talked about actually they didn't talk about but uh basically outlines on enemies you know that red outline you see uh, have begun to slightly change color after every match so that recognition by the aimbot programs are rendered useless uh, uh the programs use very specific rgb values to be accurate so by them changing uh that you know, reduce that reduces their accuracy by a lot. I mean, the, the programs can still target a range of RGB values, but but you know. then it's going to shoot all over the map to all kinds of different ranges of red. Exactly. So that's that. That my. So it may look the same to you, but you know, being one number down on the hex, or not sorry on the hex, but one number down on the, on the RGB value, it's a big deal for a computer. <laughs> you know, so well. And my guess is, and it's pure speculation, is that the red that they used prior was not used anywhere else in, in, in the game. And I bet you now it jumps around to stuff that's in that map. Right. So it makes it so the aimbot jumps all around, shoots the trash can over here. It's got one little red pixel. Yep. 
that that'll, that'll do it. So that is pretty nice. That was pretty, that's pretty nice that they added that in. Um, finally, weekly updates. Diva's big announcement wasn't that big of an announcement. God. <laughs> everybody, everybody, hold your breath. I got a huge announcement coming. Hype, hype, hype. <laughs> that pissed me off when I seen what it actually was. Yeah. I, like, went, I, I like went to it and I'm like, wait, like it, it was literally right there, the first thing. And I'm like, where is it? I'm scrolling down. I'm like, where's the big announcement? And I'd like go back. I'm like, are you serious? Is this the fucking big announcement? Like, it's a great video. It's a great cause. The devs are wonderful and, you know, things like that. But come on, don't well, hype it up so like that. Anthony's all upset. He forgot to tell you what the announcement was. So <laughs> <laughs> basically, uh, Diva's voice actress, um, Charlotte Chung, I think her last name is Chung. Um, yes. She made a video with the Overwatch devs, like I guess kind of like walking around Blizzard HQ and going into the different offices and talking with different people from the from the team. I'm pretty sure she made it with whatever um video editing program comes with a Mac. Cause I've seen those graphics before and I've seen those transitions before. And it was really just something for her channel. And I'm like, okay, that's nice, but Next time she says she has a big announcement, it's going to mean nothing. There's going to be tons of fucking jokes because this wasn't a huge. She said a big reveal. This isn't a big reveal. She would have been better off just putting it out. It's a big reveal. Teases all weeks. You know, no. It was great. I think she killed the concept behind it because she did the big reveal for a whole week. You know, every day, like hints are going to be coming out and. It's it's a great cause. The devs are great. They created a great game. But the video seriously is like Charlotte running around like touching Blizzard stuff and doing like the diva poses and stuff like that. And it, you know it's cool diva. for her. But <sighs> don't hype us up like that. Yeah, exactly. Crazy Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> Next time you have an uh, an announcement, have an actual announcement. Yeah. yeah, now it's the damn thing. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> what have you done? People were like skins, like short movies, you know, everything like that. And it was like, hey, two minute video of me running around Blizzard, like playing with stuff. Yeah. So, womp womp. Good cause, not, not a big reveal. Yeah. Never do that again. Uh, okay, well, we're over time again. Uh, we're gonna skip the community discussion. Uh, for this week hopefully we can squeeze it in next week um but you can feel free to reach out to us or uh you know send us an email or talk to us about any uh anything you heard on the show this week so feel free to do that uh but we're gonna go ahead and close up as always want to hear your overwatch stories so you know send them over you know tweet them to us shoot us an email you know uh you, you talk to us on the site on the on the on facebook wherever um and you know social overwatch stories if it was a good story a funny story bad story you know angry stories so on over uh we do have a ps4 community and xbox one club for consoles uh those the name of both of those is Watchpoint radio overwatch so go ahead if you plan on console join us on there we also have a discord server and anybody can join that that is right the address for that right now is discord dot mash four dot me actually it'll continue to be the address for it discord dot mash the number four dot me i'm also going to make uh discord dot mashless buttons dot com also point to the discord server so that will be a thing um soon enough 
um, or matchbuttons.com slash discord. I don't know. So many choices. I can't decide, <laughs> but that, yeah, that will uh, be a thing. Um, so yeah, join us on there. Uh, lots more people joining I've been seeing, and we've been having some pretty cool conversations there. So it's, it's nice. Uh, I also like to talk about heroes of overwatch, a, a great Facebook community. If you're on Facebook that you can join, uh, lots of people playing across multiple platforms. You can usually find good groups of people there to play with and also see the dankest of the dank memes for Overwatch. It's pretty nice. So make sure you check out Heroes of Overwatch. Uh, as always, thank you for listening. Uh, we're available on multiple podcast platforms. Uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts for iOS, Overcast for iOS, Google Play Music. Stitcher Smart Radio, Player.fm, Pocket Cast, SoundCloud, Podbean, and we have an RSS feed for those of you who are using a different podcatcher. Links are available right on the Mashless Buttons website. Uh, you can catch the show Twitter at twitter.com slash watchpointradio. You can also catch us at uh, twitter.com slash mtb site, facebook.com slash buttons, and youtube.com slash buttons. Uh, Bob, tell them, why, where, tell them where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter at Blazin underscore Bob. That's B-L-A-Z-Z-I-N underscore B-O-B. You can also find me on Twitch at Blazin Bob. Um, I haven't started streaming yet. I still got to iron out the days that I can do it with the wife, you know, because she's the boss. So, uh, but that will be coming shortly. I got my whole new mic getting camera stuff set up i'm ready to go looking professional bob yeah how about you anthony what uh where can they find you so if just for now uh, i'll be setting up some stuff uh in the near future but just for now you can come talk to me hang out on mash those buttons discord come try to find me on uh overwatch <laughs> t-h-a-r-u-n-z and uh yeah hopefully i get to play with some of you guys all right, and I am on Twitter at uh, underscore jaw underscore. So that's underscore J A A underscore on Twitter. Um, we definitely want you, want you guys to reach out and and talk to us. Uh, so you know you can send your uh, your thoughts to WPR at mashlessbuttons dot com, or you can um, you know send your comments and questions to us on Twitter if you want to. Everybody except Anthony, apparently. You can also find us on the Discord. And, uh, you know, you could post to Facebook or post to SoundCloud or, you know, comment right on the Mashless Buttons website. And we'll try to uh, either get back to you or bring up what you said on the show. So that would be, be cool. We definitely want to hear from you guys. Uh, if you enjoyed the show and you want to help support us, the best way to do so is to share the podcast with others and also to rate and review the podcast on your platform of choice. So everybody who's been sending, giving us reviews on iTunes and sharing the show with um, other people thank you thank you very much that is a huge help and you know for those who haven't had a chance to do so yet or uh, you know if you just want to help like I said it's a huge help to the show if you do that I encourage you to stay tuned after the show to hear what's coming up this week on Mashes Buttons and you can go to mashesbuttons.com slash shows to see all of our podcasts so as always like I said thank you for listening we'll catch you guys next week Roadhog sucks now mm. oh yeah <laughs> that is the truth
Yes. Roadhog here. Roadhog. Carissa uh, now. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, I think all, we're done. Guys. All the time. I think we're done. Oh, dude, did you keep that recording? Yes. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Dang it, I'm going to have to stop my stuff. <laughs>